0: Welcome to Sports Best Friends, a podcast all about laughing with and at sports. I'm Big T, the unofficial mayor of Balmain, and the unofficial biggest West Tigers fan. We are recording this podcast again from Balmain's best kept cupboard. Packed in here like tin planktons that you fat cats didn't eat. <laughs> the From the Mexican Council of Food. <laughs> the best producing brain in the business, Mr. Merchandise, but with no Tim. And returning like a prize fighter, taking back his title, it's Miguel Fat Mike Sanchez.
1: Uh, it's great to be back.
0: Great. Right. How are you tea. doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm really excited to be back in the cupboard. And and also thanks for uh, being the the uh, Ivan Cleary of this podcast, where this turning person, the team around. Jason Sophie Taylor had a good start of the uh, year, but we've signed somebody else on. Uh, you and the doctor are now going to uh, sit in her shoes, and I'm... Sit in her shoes. Sit in her shoes. And I'm happy to sit in those shoes. And it'll be comfortable and weird. Uh, before we go on, I'd like our employers to know, because I know that NASA listens, our views are our own. What have you been doing, mate? Uh, not much. Well, I've had a bit of time off, and that's been good. So You look thirsty. Can I open you a beer? Yeah, you can, because I actually have quite supple hands and twisties... I'm just not very good at it. Thanks, Yeah, pal. and it is a twisty, which means that I'm not using the greatest bottle of all time from the 1980s, but... But the best hands of all time. Cheers. Cheers. Had some time off. You requested, Holland, you requested VB.
1: I did. And it's because? The, it's the greatest beer of all time. Is it really?
0: Well, I do, en- I do well, enjoy the crisp,
1: uh, nondescript flavour. <laughs> <laughs> Slight aluminium twang to it. <laughs> and do you think it has an Australianness? Is that also what you buy? It or? does. I mean, you know... A podcast centred around rugby league, I think BB is probably a good yeah, choice. That Colch yeah. choice is probably too fancy for us at this point.
0: And uh, excellent commercials. Great commercials. They don't always go for the funny thing, but the, the music and the... Watching James Tarmo flip a tyre over <laughs> definitely <laughs> makes me feel better about drinking one. <laughs> or two.
1: Now, you were just about to tell me about your holidays. They've been good. They've been good. Caught up on a lot of uh, sleep, played some games... I mean video games. Yeah, a bit of golf, so other games as well.
0: Yes. Now, you are actually surprisingly good at golf. I have tried to play in those breaks, and I'm getting better. Yeah, because we went to a driving range, which I always thought was here's an opportunity to hit it as hard and as far as it can go, whereas you took it as an opportunity to practice practice. golf. Yeah.
1: Well, I had another game booked for after that the following week, which fell through, which is a shame, because I felt like I made some um, traction there. But Mm. the uh, Sports BFF um, or Sports BFs, shot of me swinging is not an accurate representation. You mean the that one that goes, was on Instagram? The one that got shanked very far to the right-hand side. Um, origin?
0: Yeah. Disapp- you and I watched that the other day. Yeah. It was a good night. I had a great time. What do you think about... We watched it at the our Bowls. What do you think of the food there? I thought it was all right. I mean, I know that... It's changed hands. Some
1: people that I know, uh, someone that I'm related to, is disappointed that the, the Asian-style food's oh, yeah. not there anymore. Fat Dave. Fat Dave, yeah. but I was... I forgot that he was introduced in the last podcast yeah, that I so did. So
0: Fat Dave didn't like oh, it. I'm not sure that he
1: didn't like it. I just He wanted a
0: rendang and it wasn't there. Yeah. So he got a steak, not quite the same. No, and really that sums up the entire Origin series, right? Um, <laughs> Disappointing. We just couldn't stop them whenever they wanted to move. Queensland turned opportunities into points. We couldn't do that. Queensland looked organised while also looking really comfortable improvising... Lots and lots of offloads. Yeah, they completely... But see, those offloads then turned into scampering runs and stuff like that. We couldn't make that happen. And they completely owned our forward pack. Everyone at the moment is talking about how terrible Woods and Fafita were, which is the opposite of what happened in Game 1.
1: And and partly of Game 2 as well,
0: I would have thought. Um, Yeah. Interestingly, Peter Sterling said in the paper uh, that he... They had a game plan and they didn't stick to it. Who, New South Wales? Yeah. they had. He, he said something very um, diplomatic in something like, uh, we had a game plan and it was disappointing sometimes to see them go out and not do it. Yeah. And that, I can imagine, would be infuriating as a, for Laurie Daly and for Peter Sterling to look at something and go, here's the situation, this is what we told the boys to do, they don't do it, and then you end up losing a series you should have won. That must be... Yeah,
1: and you terrible. were almost not, I wouldn't say tipped to win it, but you are definitely looking oh, pretty heard. good. And I even think... You know, in the post-match stuff, I think it was James Maloney, his post-game interview. I I mean, obviously, you're going to be disappointed when you've lost a series, but he was... Ropeable. Yeah. Ropeable, and you could see it, and he just... There was not... You know, players generally try to, I mean, when they can string more than two sentences together, try and put a positive spin on on it.
0: James, he couldn't do it. Yep. And I love that. That's the stuff that Joey wants. Joey keeps talking about New South Wales don't get it. Um, You know, they should be heartbroken. Maloney looks like he was heartbroken. He looked
1: like he was about to cry.
0: And the other thing is, Gus kept saying, um, my rugby league uncle Gus Gould kept saying in the lead up, New South Wales should win this, and if they don't, it's because they lost it, not because Queensland did something amazing. And I uh, really—that's what Andrew Maloney was saying. In that, this team shouldn't have lost. This team was better than this. And he's heartbroken for the fans because I think he said,
1: "You know, the fan. I mean, obviously, the players deserve better. Yeah. Uh, but the fans also deserve deserve better one. than that. At least more of a competition. I mean, that was very one sided match. I haven't made that sandwich bet that. <laughs> I didn't think New South Wales would score in the second half. <laughs> in the second
0: half, but it wasn't far off. I mean, it was a true. We we'll scored once. Know, yeah, we we'll scored once. My favourite player. That's all right. <laughs> Speaking of disappointing as well, there's Morris, Brett Morris, who's been solid for New South Wales since forever. Probably won't play for us again, and he deserved a better send off in those three games. Yeah, he and his brother have been instrumental in most of the games that we've ever won that they've been playing. And particularly in 2014, uh, when we won that series, he scored. Um, one of the early tries in game one and while doing it dislocated his shoulder and he, played he kept the playing rest of the guy and defending against Greg Inglis and as if someone who's dislocated their shoulder multiple times that's have you really? I have, my
1: left shoulder is you know, probably 50 and up with. masturbating? absolutely because I don't <laughs> play any real sports <laughs> right. uh, and I think it shows real like industry and obviously he's very passionate about the yes. team he does deserve a bit of send-off. There's it's hard, too, play. because that third game really... I mean, obviously, you're losing the series, but it really overshadowed the first two games. First yes, game was great. Right. Second game still looked like, hey, we lost it, but it's going to make for a great Game 3. But Game 3 was just an absolute... Shambolic
0: mess. Speaking of shambolic messes, and I brought this up on Twitter. When it Your happened, head. Blake. Blake Fergie Ferg, oh. the convicted sexual offender who shouldn't be playing professional sports. He should not be playing professional sports. Certainly shouldn't be representing me, was terrible. Not just his play, which is normally not that great, but his attitude. Yeah. When they kicked over his head and they scored, he turned around immediately and started. To blame blaming someone else. else? Oh my god. Put that, put his history to one side just for a moment, if you can. I still I drop that I personally can't. But. Yeah, but I would drop him just on that. When coaching junior footy, that kind of kid is toxic. Yeah. If they're raging behind the try line when the other team scores and they're just about to convert, they need to either be shut up or brought off. If you have a kid there firing up like that, we need to talk more about You need to focus on what happens next, not what just happened, and he's the kind of idiot who Look for doesn't. a solution as opposed to trying to blame someone else. That's exactly else. right. You're trying to win the game, not work out how you lost. Retard... You rage during the next descent. You rage during the next defensive set at that other team. You don't start complaining about your inside man. Yeah, and so turn that energy into something that could be poss- possibly positive. I have no time for him as a player or a human. No, neither do I. The other thing is uh, um, this was, I thought, our shot to really show Queensland that we were great, and we blew it. Like we were versing we those immortals. Yeah. Finally, And there's a good chance some of those Immortals, future possible Immortal Queenslanders, won't ever play in Origin again. And now when we beat Queensland next year... It'll be because they don't have them they weren't there. It was yeah. wasn't because we were great. And that really... what will
1: suck the Queensland. life out of a victory if it's a 2018 victory. Yep. We'll make it slightly less
0: exciting. It now, would be great, but... Right, any win's a win, really. But it would be great to beat Cameron Smith. There are also calls in the media and from the New South Wales Rugby League board that we should get rid of Laurie. The major contenders are Joey Joey Jones and Freddie Fittler. What do you think about that? Uh,
1: I think it's easy for... I don't question either of their football acumen Mm -hmm. or, like, their pedigree is great. Yep. Joey, I think it's easy to go on telly afterwards and have a bit of a go. And I think a lot of the things he's saying are right. I think it's easy to, you know, uh, pick points of difference and problems with the team when you're not actually doing the job. Yeah, yeah. Yourself, so I am reluctant to comment on how either of those guys would do, but yeah. I definitely don't think Laurie is the answer. Yeah, okay. But do you also think Laurie's the problem? Quite possibly, yeah. Oh, really? But I'm not willing to make that that assessment because I think, just did. I think, <laughs> but I think I think uh, New South Wales just has it's almost like a curse, and I'm not a superstitious person, but yeah. you know, a lot of selections that are questionable yep. for not just this series, but Other pres- series preceding it. Yep. So I think that's also part of the, it's the selectors.
0: The sad the thing is, when well. I started to hear that debate, is that people were like, "Well, who who would you pick instead of Laurie?" Which is the exact same horrible line of reasoning that they did. We shouldn't pick Michael, Mitchell Pearce. Mitchell Pierce. Pierce, Who would you pick? Oh, instead of Mitchell P- that's a terrible reason to not change. Yeah. Who else would you pick? It means that you are in a lot of trouble. If you think that this is, we'll just do the best of what's worse. But I also think you. Or you. I would echo the sentiments of New South Wales fans when I say that
1: people are looking at players in the NRL and going, yeah. what more does this player have to, to do, do? Mm. to become a part of the Origin team? Like, it...
0: I, I just don't see that... I mean, we lost a lot of times with Laurie. He's great, but we change him to see if the change affects a win. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and Mitchell Pearce is a great halfback, but he, he's not winning Origin games, so we affect a change to see if we win. Yeah. I don't see why you keep going, yeah, but there's nothing else, so let's keep going, it seems. There's plenty of other options, I would feel, but... <sighs> anyway, so um, some gold that I read on the Twitter sphere. A.H. Kayley the best hair on radio. I think I just found my first grey hair and I 100% blame that half of football. Just as Mitchell Pearce got to the mic, um, at incognito wrote, the only words I want to hear from you are I quit, Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> and, That's a resounding sentiment, I yeah. <laughs> think, for most New South Welshmen. And speaking of, like, raging New South Wales friends, at does tweets. At does tweets. Um... And Newcastle, Nana, please block your ears, darling. Queensland fans calling New South fans salty. (laughs) Nah, fucking shit. Of course we are fucking salty, you fucking two-headed (laughs) C-bombs. Losing sucks ass. I'm salty. I'm jealous. I'm fucking pissed off that our mob can't show the same passion for the jersey as those C-bombs. Now... That's telling it like it is. And I loved it. The moment he wrote... Also when he wrote, I'm jealous. I was just like, actually, this does ping of jealousy. I am jealous that they keep turning up. Anyway, uh, that was on Wednesday. What did you do this weekend? (laughs) (laughs) you doing anything... Uh, I recovered from that one on Thursday. And obviously, Friday, Fat Day's birthday, that was great. Yeah. We were at uh, at Lord Nelson. That was a good night. Speaking of being packed in like sardines. That was was going off, yeah. yeah. That
1: was good. And I've just been relaxing... Obviously watched the Arsenal games, which I'm sure we'll get to later over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I did on a Thursday because I was, oh, yeah. uh, you know, that I yep. didn't do anything on Thursday day, but I did watch that game on Thursday night. Other than that, just relaxing. What about last night? Last night, I watched the Western Sydney, Western Sydney Wanderers. Get pumped. Yes, they did. <laughs> uh, did you also cook something delicious? Did I see that? I cooked minestrone because uh, it's the end of the pay fortnight. No, no, it, well, it's actually halfway through, yeah, but halfway I've already through. spent <laughs> way too
0: much for my own good. So it's all about budget soup. With as Minestroni many vegetables as you can jam in is my it. least favourite Italian food. It's if not I... great. And I'd say this is the least Italian version <laughs> of minestrone you've probably ever seen. Italians smash everything. Like, there is not one thing that Italians haven't smashed. Even soup. Like, they do a great soup. Minestrone feels like... It's a dog's breakfast. Yeah, it feels like the, the drop ball of the <laughs> Italian god. <laughs> it's <gods>. the fumble. <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking of this weekend, Judith uh, Pop. How was your weekend? Football-esque. Yeah. And, um... I was also out on Friday night. We we were out far too long, far too long. I was googling what time the local kebab store closed. I got it was 4 because Did I you go snuck there? In. Fuck yeah. Oh, you snuck in. I, <laughs> oh, no. I had the head spins in the cab and I was just <laughs> like, I've got to sort of house before I try and go to bed. And uh and luckily I wasn't the most drunk guy in the in the kebab shop either. No, you went the most drunk guy out on Friday. Night. I know that's true as well. Um, anyway, but so I, I had to watch the Friday night games on Saturday and then the Saturday night games on Saturday night and yep. I'd also like to shout out to my beautiful wife how amazingly patient she is when <laughs> I say things like that. Um, so due to popular demand, I'll be running my brain over each of the games in the NRL. Depending on the game, we'll deep into how much I talk about it. But um, let's have a look at the rugby league round that was, which is also oh, what I'm calling you're it. You're using that. Yeah, I thought that was cute. That's good. Uh, Friday it was the Warriors and Panthers. Warriors went down twenty-two thirty-four. It was a Manu, Manu Vadavai tribute game. Yep, you, you know that guy, been the Beast. He'd been playing for thirteen years. It's a long thirteen career. years. There'd be fans of of the Warriors who who would be in high school and have never seen them without him. Yeah, and they also renamed the stadium after him, um, which I thought was a nice touch. Just for one. game. Meanwhile, they've renamed. Brookvale, the Lotto Land. Yeah, that was. Yeah, let's get to it. <laughs> uh, it was Nathan Cleary's game, though. His kicking and running was on point. They lost Johnson, which is one of their key players. The Warriors, sorry, lost Johnson, one of their key players. Um, when they finally got the lead back, um, but within 15 minutes, the Warriors were just absolutely out of it. Cleary scored like two. He set up almost all of them. Um, Prolific performance. He you was might just. Say. He broke a record. I think I saw on Supercoach. Supercoach for the most amount of points in one game, we got 123 or something like that. Shit. Obviously his best game of the year and they have a real finals contention um, if he continues that form. Definitely. Raiders that same night play the Dragons, 18-14. Oh, got to be happy with that. And the Dragons, uh, why, because you like the Raiders? No, 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 I'm just saying the Raiders have got to be happy with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, 18-14, win. yeah, yeah. But are you, a Ra- are you a sneaky Raiders fan? I've got a
1: funny thought. Mm, no comment. <laughs> You I am. hate them. No, I yeah, do. I, I do like,
0: like the Raiders. What about you? I don't know why. Yeah. And is that where you love Dugan originally? Yes, because yeah. I used to watch Dugan play for the Raiders. It's all coming together. What a detective I'm to be. <laughs> uh, as if this game wasn't good enough, the Dragons and Raiders put. As if the last game, sorry, wasn't good enough, the Dragons and Raiders put on a pearler. This game was Canberra coming in desperately needing to win to stay in the finals hopes, while weirdly the Dragons, who are seventh on the ladder, four above Canberra, also had the same kind of desperation to try and stay in the. Um, Top eight because they are fading rapidly. Mm. This game played just like that, two desperately attacking teams, constantly um, making chances and taking them. Particularly when Caesar took an intercept and leveled the scores for Canberra to go in with 20 minutes to go, went into uh, <laughs> Golden Point, and then Caesar again stood up and booted a 40 20, which means they got the ball back. Yep. And they scored off the following play. Great footy to watch. Aiden Caesar has been an absolute. Um, hibernating bear all year and has finally stood up and is um at a pretty good time. time in the season to do it. Saturday Knights and Broncos, the Knights lost twenty two, thirty four. Gee, that's surprising. Yeah. but you know what they the devastating thing for the knights at the moment is that they are in every game and then lose. Yeah. They've they've had now except for the one against the Tigers, oh, <laughs> but other than that, the last three or four, they've been in them, and then they've just pissed it away. can do it except for the eventual premiers' house streaks of this year. This game looked like it was me playing John and Lomi Rugby towards the end. <laughs> I do love my that game. When I was way too good at it. And so I would not touch the PlayStation controls for three minutes to let the other team like do whatever they want. <laughs> and then Got I would then play momentum. for another three minutes and then I would put the, the controller back down. Because Brisbane kept looking like they were supposed to win. Then it looked like they'd stop playing for up to ten minutes. And then they'd fire back in. And then they would come back in. And Brisbane ended up winning it just like I would on John and Lomi Rugby. It's like when you set the difficulty too low. Yeah, or, no, 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 I would often sit. Well, anyway, that game, I ended up being like the Matrix with that game where I could almost play it with my eyes closed around. Dan Gagai backed up really, really well um, for the nights after Origin and it is so good to see Benji Marshall still playing so beautifully well. Um, Shout-out to Blocker, who during the game for Fox commentary remarked, Chanel is on. Why is he not wearing number five? Pow. <laughs> oh, That's wow. terrible dad he's joke. He's getting paid the big bucks for that.
1: No wonder he's got a commentating contract.
0: Oof. Uh, I didn't get to see the Titans and Sharks. It says here that was an absolute true. thumping and
1: in way into the
0: lock of the an week. Excellent game. I definitely did. Watch Thirty to it. six. It hasn't um, moved over to my thing. They. It was like the game was being played at Went and Wild. Is what. Um, yeah. I couldn't believe. Did you get to see it? No, I didn't watch it either. We. Um, I did get to watch it. There were ten pools at least. Ten pools. On the like, ground, like actually pools. Pool. Yeah, 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 like it was nuts, uh, and you could have easily slid from one side of the park to the other. At the twenty-five minute mark, the sharks grubbed under the post, and a whole bunch of people slid in, and waves went everywhere. Someone remarked that, Fanning, <laughs> Mitch Fanning, no,
1: yeah, Mitch, Mitch Fanning, the, the surfer. surfer, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Was just about to turn up and catch one of them. <laughs> there were puddles everywhere, including one puddle. That, Mick, puddle Fanning, Mick, Mick Fanning. Mick Fanning. Well done, thank it's you. Not Mitch Fanning. Sports <laughs> <laughs> uh, There was a puddle that ran the entire length of their try line. And with the glare of the lights, so you couldn't see the ball. In that mess, they did a grubber into it. And in that mess, the referee had to call off the game because he and I quote, I don't think they scored, but I completely lost track of the ball. <laughs> Tell me what happened, unquote. <laughs> it was nuts. The ball's the same colour as the water, which went everywhere. That line, is a shocker. It was unreal. It was bizarre. Ash Taylor had a Nathan Cleary-esque game. He just, he had every line break that they did, pretty much, and every try that they had, he was involved. He dominated, and so did the Gold Coast. The Sharks put on a few quick ones in the last 10 minutes, but it was all Titans. Uh, and the Sharks' first away loss of the year. It was 30-10, to 10, by the way. I didn- don't think I said that at the beginning. Well, I said it at the start, so you don't need to worry about it. It was 30-0, though, at the 70-minute yeah, mark. the 10 oh, points yeah. really don't mean shit. Smashed them. And then the game of the round, I'm going to call it. <clears throat> Today, Manly Tigers, 28-16. Yep. What I liked was Brooks' short-kicking games improved. Brooks' inside balls to Teddy were excellent and constantly found meters. Lola here had a great fight. I was going to say,
1: he's lo- looking like he's showing some some glimpses. And he looks fitter than the last time I was on here. Yes. Definitely looks like he's put in a bit more effort. The gym. Yeah, in the training camp. And yeah. he, he looked much fitter and like quite dangerous. He made a
0: couple of interesting... Choices, yeah. but his first instinct isn't kick on fifth, which really is starting to shit me off. Yeah, there was I noticed one that. time where he, when we got this ridiculously scrappy ball back, which was great, and he was running to the sideline towards Noffa, and he was telling Noffa to come back inside. Yeah, but Noffa's saying, Kick, kick the, the ball, kick it's the last, ball. let's have something down there. Anyway, eventually passed it to Noffa, it still wasn't on the ball, dropped the whole thing, was a ridiculous mess. But Lolo looks like he'll get there. We scored some excellent football tries. And, no, and by that I mean not this kind of wow that was lucky I mean like quality football team there was one lucky try. Luke Brooks kick no, against that kick where it went over the winger's head no 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 the one where he kicked it, in, grabbed it into the post I mean he deliberately grabbed <laughs> it into a post I sure. agree that was brilliant sure All right. Joey Johns at his best uh, Woods played the entire eighty minutes. I know that, and he did that backing up off Origin. Yeah,
1: and he did look tired to me. <laughs> he, did he really. Look tired. I think when they let through Uarte, yeah, even that was such a soft effort. I saw that. That you was so soft. You were firing up on Twitter over that. Uh, and then he did get his hair pulled by.
0: Uh, yes, that guy? Oh, I I didn't even think. know there was a penalty. But then there he was getting it blown up. It was yeah. hilarious. Uh, also, Kevin Aguama kept uh, Walker quiet the entire game, which is huge. And unfortunately, the other thing that I liked was DCE's entire game is yeah. Well, I t- tweeted at the start saying that maybe he'll choke because he was no. left out of it, but that was definitely not his kicking, tackling, passing. It is running. unbelievable.
1: He is the guy was great to watch. But I'm allowed to make comment on his haircut and his little mullet doesn't do it for me. <laughs> so that's Chad Townsend and DCE that have now made yes. the list. Yeah, but also they're beachy suburbs, so maybe that's like a cool. I surf think of the about. mullet is combining you know a bunch of different suburbs <laughs> there. Looks like he's won a hat for too long. Yes.
0: At the back yes, of it, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Uh, Brooks's D read still that sometimes their defense uh, look quite good, like they put in yeah, some great defensive sets under a lot just of pressure. Doesn't slide very well, and no. so I'd be happier if he reads it well and gets run over than not reading it well at all and then just leaving a massive gap. Yeah, uh, Wateen Selesniark isn't running forward, he was a guy that we had. Playing, I think he ended up on the wing, but he's a guy we've taken from Penrith. He's kind of just here to help fill a gap, but he's doing the sidewards run, mm. which is great for Kebby and Nofa and Teddy because they end up doing a massive right foot or fend yeah. and then make metres, whereas he's doing that and then getting tackled and then going back metres. It's driving me nuts. Uh, and Manley seemed to be able to get repeat sets at will, which I needs to that, be addressed. I think that, that knock-on
1: by Luke Brooks definitely shifted The momentum, definitely not a knock-on. There's like It was punched out by... I'm happy for someone to tweet in and and try and refute it, but that was not the impact of the tackle. That was Kelly pretty much punching the ball out of his hands. I agree. And And you could tell by... And they got a try off the back of that. Uh, Wright, I think, scored the try straight away. And then after that,
0: I decided to drive here earlier because (laughs) it was all over. (laughs) Uh, Also, I mean, I I try to be a Rose kind of guy. They put down that that Manly did, that Manly guy. Right. Right, was it right? Yeah, it was right. His put-down in that try, though, was unreal. His entire body, except for his fingers that are holding the ball, yeah. are out of the, out of, of the plane. out of Yeah. But also credit, then, to Nofaluma for defending in such a way that he forces a guy to have to do that. Yeah. You are never going to win a game when, we, when you have 40% or 41% of possession and only complete 70% of that 40%. Yeah. Like that is. That's a difficult thing to come back. Anyway, what I read at me underscore dc expected outcome better than expected performance with some bright creative spots other than that team in progress f you jason taylor i think still still salty, still salty. Still i think it it'll take a long long time for the dust to settle on that one yeah well at patsy sill 17 who does his own uh, west tigers uh, podcast called west tigers weekly our defence around the ruck um, has been shaky all season and we played a team that loves attacking there. Expected loss, but decent effort. And that seems to be I would a, agree running, with that. a running thing. Uh, at eagle-eyed Kiwi. <clears throat> so this is not going to be a pro Tigers. Wrong eyed Kiwi. <laughs> Just another step along the way to Manly's inevitable premiership. <clears throat> no comment. <clears throat> and uh, one cute conversation I saw was at Ty Blue. Based on the season so far, at halftime, WT will fall uh, away dramatically with heaps of errors and Manly win easily. He said at halftime, I said I agree, but you're looking at it the wrong way. It's one of the best teams in the league versus versus one of the worst. But we are making them work for it. We are improving. Love these boys. And then at hey Sam Wardham wrote. I love you, Big T. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that sweet and ridiculous? A little bit of sweetness in the Twitter sphere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the rabbits and cows are playing right now. Last time we looked, it was 10-6 to the cows. And there were buys to the eels, the storm, the dogs, the roosters as well. Currently, the table looks Melbourne, Cronulla, Roosters, Manly, Brisbane, Cows, Dragons, Para. and then the bottom half, Penrith, Warriors, Canberra, Souths, Canterbury, Gold Coast, Tigers, and not at the bottom but the bottom is Newcastle. Um, and Anchor's generally made up of about three parts, so
1: you could probably include the bottom three.
0: <laughs> now, I think also Gold Coast has moved up since their win. I was going to say, how does that, where does that put them? It just puts them above Canterbury. I want, do you think we'll catch Canterbury? we are only, we're only two wins behind them. It's possible. I, I don't think we play them. That would be de- devastating for Canterbury fans. If I was bet. a Canterbury fan who was in, I think the top eight last year, who, who haven't missed the finals for years, and all of a sudden are on the bottom three, and mm, getting beaten by the Tigers, yeah, it's not a great feeling. No, um, finally in rugby league, we asked in the Twitter sphere who, are the, sorry, that there are lots of players who are natural footballers. For the next pod, who do you think are unnatural footballers? You came up with a great one straight up. Mad Dog McDougal. Yeah, and why did you think that? Oh, I thought it because I saw a lot of people talking about Cooper Cronk in the
1: same way that he just works hard. Yes. You know, great work, I think, and I feel like my hazy memory of Mad Dog yep. sort of paints the same picture of a guy that just keeps keeps doing it all he's 80
0: like, minutes. And now that you say it, he's also an unnatural businessman, have you seen him <laughs> trying to spruik milkshakes? <laughs> I haven't, but I think... <laughs> See, he applies his industry to all walks of life. <laughs> yeah, he's an unnatural
1: man. And woman. I also dislike like writing
0: Mad Dog McDougal Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at Swiss underscore cowboy underscore 78, Cooper, Cooper Cronk, Cronk. Is, some kind of, is some kind of not much talented but a lot of effort and passion. At Bud Smoko, strangely enough, Cooper Cronk, just a hard worker. Sorry, a little bit of spew was in my mouth because I... <laughs> It'd be hard for some people to say that. ...in Queenslanders, he said... Uh, at Woodsy fan page said Josh Reynolds looks like he's always thinking about what he should be doing rather than what he's actually doing. <laughs> yeah. And at mattyc 82 an absolute legend of a human, Jason Nightingale and Anthony Anthony Dunn both are players that just look super unnatural. Now, <clears throat> putting that to one side, big dog, what's been happening with your uh, sports best friend?
1: Uh, so, well, obviously there's no EPL still. I mean, that kicks off pretty soon. I think twelfth of August is the first game, but oh, right. obviously the the the
0: Arsenal have been in in the country. Now, when you say that, is that actually a thing? The Arsenal. Sometimes, yeah, people call it the Arsenal. Not because of the Gunners. I don't know. Kind of sound like how how it sounds. Does it? Sound, do people say the Manchester? Not that I'm
1: aware of. Okay, right. The Gronks maybe, but <laughs> uh, so they're doing their pre-season tour. So their first stop was Sydney, and then they're going to Beijing, I think. And so this is the first stop. They've obviously made a big signing with. Alexander Lacazette yeah. from Lyon. Who scored. He did. Mm. And so they paid 52 million. I love how Australian commentators give you the transfer value in Australian dollars. <laughs> 90 million dollars. which oh. is So is, they will commentate it, so it's 90 million dollars. But I think it was around 48 million euros, which is still... a huge. And but... it's a lot for Arsenal to spend on a player. Mm. So he was there and it was great. Uh, obviously, they played Sydney FC. I thought that was a pretty subdued game for most of it. I mean, Arsenal holding a lot of possession, 60% at halftime, probably would have been about the 60% mark. Obviously struggled to turn those that possession into chances, but also in a game like that, uh, with nine people behind the ball when Arsenal mm. are in, just outside the box, very difficult to get off any kind of shot, yep. thread the ball through. And I think they did a pretty good job yep. of that. Great to see some new players coming through. i got a couple of points that I'd, I'd love to cover. Obviously, I'd cover both the games first. Wanderers was much more exciting, uh, obviously, it was 3-1, and it was great to see a, an A-League team actually get a goal, a goal. If, mm. even though it was, you know, I wouldn't really count it as a goal. I don't know if you saw how it happened. I didn't but, see that goal, man. Uh Ramsey, one of the midfielders, passed back to the goalie of Arsenal, uh, uh, David Ospina, and uh, he picked it up. And obviously, they get a, from the penalty spot, but they can put players in, in the goal, yeah. So oh, it's wow. like a penalty with a wall. I forget who it was for the Wanderers that scored, but he booted it, got deflected, and he booted it again, and then... Went in. So it was great yeah. to see a team get a goal. Interesting to see uh, Giroud and Lacazette. Sorry,
0: how stupid is the goalie to pick that up? So it's stupid. Not. That's oh.
1: what I mean. You would never see that in even probably
0: the A-League. And a did league. he kind of do like a big head slap, like, oh... He kind
1: on. of looked very confused, like he'd just woken up from a nap and just... <laughs> <like,
0: "What> fuck <laughs> have I done here? Yeah. <laughs> Shit! Yeah. Because that looks like something you're in, like, the park with some kids and then one of them does it and you tell them the rule. Like, you can't just kick it back. And they're
1: them. like, oh, oh can we, we replay? One more go. Oh, sir. So... Arsenal's had a Frenchman, Olivier Giroud, who's played for them for like a few years. They signed, I'm trying to remember what club they signed him from. Massive nose. Not nearly as... He's a very good-looking bloke, if I may add that. Is he? But he does have a big nose. Mm. Um, and they signed him not nearly as high-profile as Lacazette, but two quite big Frenchmen, pretty much angling for the same spot. They both started together versus Western Sydney, which yep. is not the case with Sydney FC. No. And there was a lot of talk on Twitter, and even I saw Giroud being really selfish with the ball. Ooh. I think he's feeling very threatened by... Yeah. The inclusion of Lacazette. I think they both, you know, uh, are supposed to play the same position. So mm-hmm. whenever Lacazette was in a great area, Giroud would opt for another pass or no pass at all. And you can kind of just see they didn't really seem to be gelling, which is a shame because Giroud is someone that I think most Arsenal fans agree you'll want to keep. Big, strong guy, yeah. you know, can poach goals. And it would be great for them to find a way to work, work together because work yeah. I think that could be really interesting. Obviously, Lacazette scored in the... Sydney FC game, game, which is what all the fans wanted to see. And yeah. I think when you bring in a striker of that magnitude, you want them to get off the mark straight oh, away. The longer angry. it goes on, doesn't matter if it's preseason yeah. or anything else, the longer it, you know, it's like the elephant in the room they need yeah. to score. I mean, I look back at when Chelsea, who I fucking despise... <laughs> uh, the Manly VPL? I would say pretty bloody Or close. is it Man City, the Manly VPL? The really? mm, they're both pretty shite, yeah, right. but we'll move on from that. They signed Fernando Torres from Liverpool, so fantastic striker. You know, I was a big fan of Torres... They signed, they signed him. No, he's Spanish, so he oh came right. from Atletico. They signed him for close to fifty million pounds, if I recall correctly. This was mm. probably five or six years yeah. ago now, and he just couldn't score. And is probably one of the will go down as one of the biggest letdowns. Yeah, he come from Liverpool scoring like twenty five plus goals in a season. Yeah. and and he had an he just choked on opportunities. He just couldn't do it, and the longer that went on. The, the more worse it got. the worse it got for yep. him, and the more painful. Even as a non fan, it was to watch this yep. guy
0: who was so good. Like you popping your shoulder every time you pulled one out, it became more and more painful. every yep. time. Yeah, every
1: single time. Yeah. So I kind of liken it to that. So it's great that he's got off the off the mark. It'd be interesting to see how he works out. Obviously with Sanchez, who's another great striker for us, possibly moving on from Arsenal. There's a lot of speculation.
0: Now, does Arsenal
1: um, play like a four four two? They've changed to like a three. 3-4, some other formation. It's
0: so do they have two guys up front is really what my question is? Like, just Giroud and Lacazette?
1: I couldn't really work it out for those two, to be honest. Yeah, but, right. yeah, I mean, those are central strikers. They're big. They can hold the ball up yeah. when it goes forward, you know, give time for everyone else to come so back up. They've got pretty good footwork. Although Giroud is quite slow, Yeah.
0: you know. Because um, if they're doing like a 4-3-2-1, if, if the maths works there. That does work. Then that's then that obviously won't work no, unless, unless you put Giroud Unless you train
1: something. another one to play in a different, yeah. in a different spot. So yeah. I don't know how
0: they're going to do that. Well, maybe he looks at them now and goes, we need a 4-4-2. No, we need to work with them together. Or, it's uh, possible. I mean,
1: I'd probably have to look deeper into their formation. Yeah. I thought Andrew Redmayne for Sydney FC was a terrific oh, goalkeeper. Goal unbelievable oh, he performance. Real. He mm. actually went to Arsenal when he was 16 as, for a tryout. And they said, you know, thanks, but no thanks. I heard through a semi-unreliable source at Arsene Wenger after the game was like, gee, I wish I'd signed that bloke. You know, yeah, like, right. he was he was the difference between two two nil and maybe six seven nil yeah. for Arsenal. Uh, I thought it was interesting subbing. Obviously, that it's an exhibition match. You want to show all of the players that you've brought oh, over yeah. with you, so and they've they've subbed ten yeah, outfield players, styles. like massive interchange. Yeah, yeah. But for the fans, it's a bit it's a bit lackluster because you, it's like putting a new team on. They have got to warm up to the play. Like just mm. when that. Other 10 were getting really into the groove. I think to showcase signings like Lacazette, they should have kept players on like Mesut Ozil and maybe Aaron Ramsey who are those kind of playmakers. And Mesut Ozil has tremendous vision. I mean, it's very rare to see him make a pass that doesn't go somewhere and contribute positively to the flow of the game. And he's not selfish. Like even if he can potentially shoot, he's always looking for that just like incisive pass. It would have been great to keep him on...
0: Yeah, Foster was telling that, saying that afterwards as well. Craig Foster was saying he's almost never seen him do a pass that didn't hurt the other team.
1: No, he's just in. Yeah. He's so calm, and very rarely do you see him look like he's actually in trouble. I mean,
0: other than his hair. His hair looks like
1: he's in trouble. You don't like it? Going, I love it.
0: Shut up. He used so to have a
1: couple of speed stripes <laughs> in the side. That was even better. He's
0: got, he looks like one of those archetypal German. Fun boys in the car <laughs> and the dance. You're yeah, he's that. a
1: strange-looking bloke. He's got big eyes, yeah, popping out of his <laughs> head. I'm a big Ozil fanboy. Oh, so 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 I just, I would have loved to, to see him like stay on, but it was great for them to showcase plenty of young talent coming up. There are a couple of guys: Joe Willock, uh, Reese Nelson, Eddie, and Ketia all debuted
0: in Sydney for their first time. Oh, but going back to the team thing, sorry, that you were saying uh, it looked like Arsene Wenger was playing the one game over with two teams. So he did sorry, what I mean to say is he had Sounds he, like something he should be doing. <laughs> he played that sixty minutes with team one. And then subbed all those guys off for the last 30 minutes in game one. Yeah. But then pay, played that same 10 for the next 60 minutes in game two and then the original team... Yeah, yeah, so the they all got minutes. the same amount, the amount of time Amount of time on the field. But what that means... to I mean, that works if you're going to watch both games at home, but if you're a Sydney FC fan, you're only going to see Ozil yeah, for... Only, for we, no, you would have 60 seen minutes, for 60 minutes in But for only 30. Well, it was even 75th minute
1: they subbed. They oh, did right, that sub, you so go. you would have got 15 minutes of him if you'd only watched the Sydney FC game yeah. live. Yeah. Uh, so those young players were quite good. Reese Nelson looks fucking unbelievable. Um, my most disappointing disappointing player who was not uh, obviously a debut person was uh, Ainsley Ma- Maitland-Niles, who's, I think, played a few games. Is I- he a Lord? Lord Ainsley maitland <laughs> He should be with a name like that. I think I he could it. do a lot better than playing for Arsenal. <laughs> but he, every time he got the ball, just didn't look very good. Um and Western Sydney Wanderers, I just, I cannot get over my fierce dislike. I hope this causes some kind of ruckus. I just think, <laughs> attitude-wise, they don't do it for me. I mean, I enjoyed watching the game, but I think, you know, they kind of remind me of that team when I used to play soccer when I was 15 and, you know, hormones are raging, everyone's hitting puberty. The team you hated to play because they just, you know, a bit of lashing out, bit of argy-bargy where there doesn't need to be yeah, right. any petulant kind of, like, you know... I, like I think Clisby on the left or right back for Wanderers getting absolutely ripped by Iwobi. Like you've he's just got to come to terms with the fact that this guy is a much better player than you are. <laughs> yeah, don't grab don't him want- like he's just gonna get smoked every single time. And yep. you don't need to feel bad about that because no. it's like boys versus men, really. Yeah. And I think credit to Sydney FC and Wanderers for playing pretty well. Yep. But I think at some point you've just got to accept that you're in a different Dude, You're I, in a different level I here. was watching
0: that game and there was a good. It felt like a good twenty minutes where we didn't see the other half. It was like they were doing. It was like when when I often watch football and they do that stupid thing where they're passing it from the back the back line guys. Yeah, yeah. And they're trying to work out where they're going to move forward. Arsenal was doing that in the other half, and that's <laughs> one of the nuts. when they're
1: firing all cylinders, they can do that at will. Yeah. Just ping the ball around. It's frustrating for a fan sometimes because sometimes you go, just take a fucking shot, you know, have a dig. But their game is to thread the ball Mm. and just to sort of just slide in in the defence. I mean, they really wait until they're so close to the goal that they literally can't miss, (laughs) which is great when they're firing on all cylinders, but it's also caused for a lot of frustration when you just think, you know, maybe you've taken a shot, you might get one in. Mm. It's been responsible for a lot of losses. So, overall, it was a great start. Um, And I think they'll be pretty happy with, how they played, and obviously the more preseason they get into, the more fitness. Because obviously, no teams are at their peak, yep, peak fitness there, and mm-hmm. that's obviously the point of the exhibition. But it was enjoyable all around. So yeah,
0: I enjoyed it too. I thought, and I also loved the hashtag Arsenal in Sydney because it went over both games. So I think that's very well. That's going to be my wow either.
1: moment later, but okay, something to do with the crowds. But okay, yeah,
0: and uh, and uh, as as a sports fan, it's great. And Sydney was alive. Yeah. And the other great thing that that he could us ANZ Stadium because they had um or that whole that whole Olympic complex vibe. because on Saturday night they had that and they had eighty three thousand plus people there they had their Sydney AFL derby with the Swans I think getting up over the Giants and they also had little girls going to well, sorry not little girls people going to Disney on Ice all in the same it's an efficient it's an efficient machine <laughs> they smashed it that was yeah. unreal. And there are
1: a lot of like obviously press conferences and yes. and activities for fans like free like training sessions yep. as they do on a tour. Um, I think is really good for the sport. I think overwhelmingly positive the feedback from, you know, the post match interviews with a few players from either side are saying what a great experience it yeah. is to actually play a team. Of that calorie. I mean, for Arsenal, I think, to see that reception for their team is great. I mean, yeah. they know they're going to win, generally speaking, unless they really choke. Mm. Uh, but it's great for them to see just these passionate fans. And on the other side of the coin, with teams like Sydney and Wanderers who are, you know, many rungs below a team like that, you know, it's just a great experience for them to play. They'll probably pick up some new things and it is a challenge. And to be honest, it was a dignified
0: yeah, your game up. for both for both teams. Because Matty um Maddie Boom, Matty yes. OC 82 82 whatever his handle is, had said at the beginning he went to the Sydney FC game and was there as an Arsenal fan and he was just predicting 8-1. Yeah. And if that had happened that would have made sense like like
1: if But no, one, I mean you do want to see that but also you want to see both 100%. teams save some face.
0: 100%. You want to you want you don't want it to be 8-1. Sorry, you want it to be 8-1 if one team is actually really excellent. But yeah. you don't want it to be 8-1 if one team's really bad.
1: Yeah, and and wonder as to their credit, I mean, it's going to my head's going to explode when I say this, <laughs> but they looked a lot more dangerous than than Sydney FC, I you think. Thought? Yeah, not defensively, but attacking that a lot more chances, yeah, okay. like a couple of great shots. Obviously they got a goal which Sydney FC yeah, couldn't yeah. couldn't but, but could because have of that
0: absolute brain fart.
1: I know. But you know, goals a goal, you would argue, yeah, so yeah, sure. Uh, but that's about all the compliments I'm willing to give out for the wanderers. <laughs> Not also,
0: a... what was happening with the jerseys? That is Isn't a shit
1: house choice. Yeah. You've got the first, you've got Sydney FC whose home strip is blue, Arsenal's home strip is red. What but
0: a... they wear black
1: and yellow. Oh, I know, that's it's their like third strip. And they just released it, so maybe they're trying to market the but third that's... strip. No, and, I and, reckon a uniform oh, And wear that mistake. was probably the biggest talking point after the game was a lock. Everyone's going, WTF is with this jersey choice because yeah. it's pretty much inverted colours. Yeah, you know, red and white plays white and red.
0: Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. That was nuts. The major difference was the black shorts, which is what I was trying to concentrate on because I don't know the game very well. That I don't was know the biggest difference,
1: is. and that's the only reason you could generally see what a was going on. I don't know who decided on that one, but I think people are a bit confused about that.
0: Uh, and so that was your uh, what's been happening to the BFS? or have you just that's watched? that's what's been happening so okay. far? Well, we're going to move on to what's wowed us this week. What's wowed us? <laughs> Thanks, Gus. What's wowed us this week? Uh, that's uh, that worked brilliantly as well. I'm so happy. That was that. so smooth. How you did that, <laughs> Mister Merchandise? I'm sure is going to have to do with the levelling. Yeah. Uh, what wowed me quickly this week was the Origin Under 16s game. Uh, someone tried to tell me the other day that the New South Wales 16s have never lost um, a series. I haven't verified that, so I don't quote on it. Anyway, games coming down. I think it's 18-all. Hooters blowing. Queensland takes a pen, uh, takes a drop goal. Doesn't go dead. Bounces awkwardly in the in goal. So the halfback Hoppawati, I think it's Andrew Hoppawati, scoops it up. Somehow not only gets out of the in goal, but runs 80 metres down the sideline, puts a ball Far into right. Bradman Brennett or something, some <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> Some ridiculous name. We should have written it down. You should have. You definitely it was should have written that. It was definitely Bradman, though, because the commentator said, lift your brat, your bat, Bradman. Scores under the post. New South Wales win after the siren. Unbelievable wow moment.
1: <laughs> you should have had your phone ready. <laughs> I'll do it for you. What's your wow moment? My wow moment goes back to Arsenal. Over the two games, they obviously had over 180,000 for two games, yeah. which I think... I, I Obviously, I've almost said this just previously. 180,000.
0: Hold on. 80 plus 80 is 160. You're going to touch sorry, one hundred sixty. Sorry, over
1: 160,000. Mm. Plus all the fans, arguably the same fans that have turned up to what I could tell were pretty packed uh, like media events yep. and people just really jaded to see the team. They interviewed uh, Danny Welbeck and Theo Walcott for Arsenal at the end of the Wanderers game. Walcott, they should leave in Sydney, but he has played for Arsenal for a long time. <laughs> Um, and he's played for England, so he's he's used to... You know, he's not new. He's been around yep. the block and he's been to plenty of places to play international football. And, and he and Welbeck... Welbeck used to play for Manchester United, so equally exposed yep. to big crowds. They looked almost... Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed, like, overawed at the fact that Sydney generated that that much of a...
0: So that was my wow moment. Great. <laughs> right. uh, another segment we're putting in. Anything that you've found interesting in the world of sports? Um... I'm gonna let you lead this one. Is there anything? Yeah,
1: you- I thought uh, Andy Murray in the in the after the Wimbledon, his shock out from Wimbledon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the I forget what the because uh, he's the world number one, I'm pretty sure. The commentator at the press conference says, I'm trying to remember what it was, but he insinuated that no U.S. player has made it to the oh yeah quarterfinals S- or yeah, something semifinals? from Wimbledon, semifinals of yeah. Wimbledon, and I mean Murray just responded in this kind of like you know, very cold manner. Yeah. Obviously, the guy was referring to male players. Yeah. And obviously, Murray fired back at him and the reporter... I couldn't see his face, but you But you reported
0: have... back saying, f- no male American. Yeah, but the reporter... Yeah. And,
1: and Murray said only uh, the only... Sorry, no male players have made yeah, it through. Yeah, it. And the yeah. reporter was like, what? But yeah. it was so, like, endemic in the way that the reporter said yeah. it. So that kind of like...
0: Tennis is getting smashed by that, aren't they? Yeah,
1: they, they're, they're, you know... It's tough.
0: Because Serena is A lot of people like
1: are, you know, uh, advocating for, like, fair recognition of both yeah. both sides of tennis, I think, is great. I can't see why that's not a bigger thing. Yeah. But the way the reporter said it and also the way the reporter res- responded to it. Andy Murray pointing that out, yeah. if you were to see him, he would have looked very confused because it took a moment for it to register.
0: Yeah, what but he What, what he, he said about.
1: was, you know...
0: Yeah. That was, yeah, interesting. Now, something that I have been watching, like, an eagle hawk, Uh, is the change of immigration that seems like it's going to seriously affect the A-League. So I've been watching this seriously like an eagle hawk. Watching from the sideline, watching like an eagle hawk. Yeah, thanks, Ravs. Uh, Thomas (laughs) Rowich. Yep, is he a thing? He is a thing. He is widely regarded, according to the um, Telegraph, as the best player there's ever graced the A-League, but the German midfielder, and I'm quoting this at the moment, listeners, could have been forced to return home three years ago had he been subjected to the new Australian... Uh, visa requirements. This is the view of the Players' Union, the PFA, which fears Immigration Minister Peter Dutton blah, <laughs> changes to the skilled labour visas could have a seismic and adverse impact on seismic Australian...
1: Seismic is a word that's being used there. That's a great
0: word. And adverse impacts on Australian footballers. There's no doubt that there is potential... This is the PFA Chief Executive, John... Diddle clear. <clears throat> Do
1: you want me to read There's that for you, big guy?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in a moment. There's no doubt that there is a potential for the government's changes to the 457 visas to have a seismic and adverse impact on Australian football. Uh, there is an increased uncertainty around... Re- Uh, Requirements applying to players, particularly for key markets in South America and Asia. Well, now talk to me about this. This is nuts. Yeah, and I think Peter Dutton's a
1: dickhead, and I'm just (laughs) going to say that. You
0: know, these views are our own, own and I'm (laughs) going to
1: come out and say that. Um, I think it's a real shame for the A League if that would actually curb, because they're just getting to a point where the fans, uh, the fan base, is building the sports getting bigger in profile, starting to attract... Internationally. ...international Mm. players. Mm. We're also starting to export more Australian talent internationally. So it works both ways. Yes. Um, And it would be a crippling shame, almost seismic (laughs) shame, if that immigration change, you know, affected the way that players come to, you know, I think compared to even five or six years ago, the amount of uh, overseas talent coming to Australia. They may not be in the top-tier teams, and they're probably not, but it's great to at least attract yep. people from all different uh, countries that are into football because yep. they all bring a different, you know, style yep. and yes. brand of football yep. and also help raise the awareness of the brand. And I think a lot of the success of the Arsenal Tour has got to do with the fact that also the A-League Is, has yeah, also increased... Has teams to play them. Yeah. yeah. I remember watching Manchester United, sorry, just as an aside, okay. play the A-League All-Stars a few years ago, Man- and it was just like this team that they'd slapdash together just for the purpose of playing against Manchester United. It was yeah. great to see two teams in the A-League yeah. play that, and they both owe some of their success to bringing in yeah. international players. This
0: reeks of Peter Dutton yeah. not having any idea what his decisions have an impact on. No. And when someone says this is going to negatively affect one of Australia's largest growing sports and, and a sport that is a global sport...
1: And for kids and for, you yeah. know, people growing this up. This is
0: going to affect... Educa- the the health minister because there'll be lots of less people playing, like, losing interest in soccer, and so there'll be less people playing soccer. This will affect tourism because the amount of money that this, this tour from Arsenal has generated in Sydney was be gastronomical. Yeah. Gastronomical. So, gastronomical. 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 <laughs> people will be shitting themselves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so he just doesn't... Anyway, I'm assuming he... There he are a lot of that. knock-on effects,
1: and also the right. average... Person that watches football probably doesn't... Re- I mean, I took me a while to realise when I used to read transfer news in the EPL, oh, they're just waiting for visas to be sorted or for immigration to yeah. work out. I just used to think, oh, they're getting paid so much money, must not matter if <laughs> they need to pass these immigrants. So when yeah.
0: players start like getting... You, they're getting paid so much money, they're like putting them on their visa cards. Yeah, people... But
1: people-, <laughs> <laughs> people are going to be looking at this when, it, you know, old mate gets refused from entering the country. Oh, they're going to go, what the
0: fuck is this? Yeah.
1: Because like, they're not won't even aware. Try. Of
0: that's the other thing. We won't even try. They won't even try and get players from overseas because I just no. Because really, and players no, overseas like...
1: won't be interested in coming to a no. country where they feel like they're under a
0: shitload of scrutiny just coming to play yeah. sport. Anyway, that's what I've been watching, like an eagle hook. Watching from the sideline, watching like an eagle hook. So let's talk about uh, tipping. Tipping. Uh, we're going to do some NRL tipping just so that I can lord over how bad you are at it later. Uh, Thursday night football's back because there's no more buyers anymore. Brisbane plays Canterbury up at Suncorp. What do you think? Brisbane. Yeah, okay, good. So do I. Friday, uh, we're not going to talk about why because why would we? Everybody already knows Brisbane's going to win. Oh! No, I'll come to that in a sec. I'm, think, I'm thinking about locks. Locks is after Friday night. The uh, Root and Stars take on the Knights. What do you think? Roosters. Roosters are at home for, for similar reasons to yeah. the aforementioned, uh, the previous game. And the sad thing is, the Roosters have a whole bunch of people out, and they're, just, they're still paying. I think a dollar fifteen. Yeah, I was looking at the odds <laughs> earlier today. Uh, Cronulla and South. That's at um, the Reclaim Australia Stadium.
1: <sighs> Cronulla may be looking to salvage some kind of dignity after the loss to. The Titans? Yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. I mean, South, uh, I don't think are doing particularly well against the Cows at the moment as well. If I quickly look at that, we are looking at halftime six. I oh know, sorry, there's 60 minutes gone. It's 22 to six for to the, the Cows. To the Cows, yeah. Wolf. Saturday night, um, I also am going to tip Cronulla. Saturday night, the Penny Panthers take on the Gold Coast Titans. That's at Pepper Stadium. I'm gonna go Titans on that one. Really? Yep, okay, great. Because there's no way I'm doing that. So I'll take Penrith. Canberra and Melbourne. That's at GIM GIM Cold Stadium. I'm gonna have to go with Storm, obviously, with everybody coming back. Yep. Top of the table. Yeah. There's no way I can tip against Storm either. And the Cows versus the Warriors. That's at one three hundred Smile Stadium. Cowboys. Oh, it's gonna be Cows. I can't believe even you thought about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, and if they win this, obviously it's gonna be.
0: I like the Warriors. No, and I'll, I don't know if Johnson was out for the entire game or how long he's going to be out for, but if Johnson's not playing, then they've got even less chance. Um, Sunday, the Dragons take on the Sea Eagles at Wynn Stadium.
1: Dragons, I think, will be looking to accelerate back into their finals, hope, so I'm going to go with Dragons. I'll take
0: Manly. And uh, the Mighty West Tigers take on the Parramatta Eels, which is the first time we will have played Mitchell Moses, by the way. That's at Ainsley Stadium. West Tigers. Yeah, I have to for tick. no other reason than personal allegiance. Yeah, no, I also feel like I have to tick them. We're going to do one other um, segment, and I should get a soundbite for this. Smooth Jimmy Apollo's lock of the week for all the Simpsons Clim. listeners out there. That's right.
1: And when you're right, forty-eight percent of the time, you're wrong fifty-two percent of the time.
0: Um, who's your Smooth Jimmy Apollo? So lock I of the was week?
1: thinking about it. I want a controversial lock of the week. I want Thank a lock. I want a lock that's actually not a lock. <laughs> Uh, so I think true uh, Apollo style. <laughs> granted, I was only watching the Titans um, intermittently because Arsenal were playing on the same <laughs> night. I'm going yes. to I'm going to go Titans over the Panthers. I think beating last year's premiers thirty to ten yeah. is a big boon for them. Yeah, you know, mentally and I, as far as I can understand, Jared Haynes seemed to be. Uh, contributing quite a lot to that game, and I think that could have a big impact. So. Excellent,
0: because I completely disagree. <laughs> he had very little impact in that game, and I can see. I think that'll keep happening. My lock of the week is the Roosters over the Knights. I took this seriously. That is a unlike you.
1: mortal lock. <laughs> uh,
0: the Knights. I mean, they're an easy pick, but I just think Pierce is also going to come out firing after Origin. Yeah, he wants to uh, silence the critics. I think. Have you got any sandwich bets for this week? I don't. You are so down. I'm so down on
1: sandwiches, I'm not going to make one this week.
0: I'm going to suggest to you that we sandwich bet our locks of the week. So, if Mine has to come off and yours has to lose. And if that doesn't happen, then... It's a dud. Then it's a dud. All right. Great. Shaking hands, listeners. For anyone listening at home, quite clammy. Um... Just excited, Charles. (laughs) Uh, and now if you agree or disagree or want to throw your own two cents in, you can go and contact us, um, contact the podcast that is through Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching sports BFFs. You can find me on all those socials as well by searching at the biggest tiger and you can find fat Mike on, on Twitter.
1: Mm-hmm. Cause I like to engage in Twitter. Yep. Uh, at Schmick Riviera. At so S-C-H-Mick, S-C-H-Mick Riviera. Uh, and if you can't spell it, then. We probably shouldn't be talking to each other. <laughs> uh,
0: well, unlike the iconic movie, The NeverEnding Story, we have come to an end. You again, fact, might have been great. Uh, we're very excited that you and the Doctor have heard the call and are holding up the hopes with me... Oh, sorry, holding up the show... Uh, with me each week now. So I'll be on next week frothing over Rugby League. The Doctor will be back to Sprick AFL and you'll be back to Sprick whatever sport you're best friending at the time. European handball. Yeah. (laughs) And I look forward to it. Thanks for having me, Big Teets. No, you're good. It's been great. Talk to you then, sports best friends.